I gotta tell you, I really love my set of electro red metal dice from Dice Envy. And you can get a set just like it, or if that's not your thing, there's lots of others to choose from. Acrylics, wood, that's coming up this coming month, I think, is their new set, uh, their new type. And I've seen pictures on their Facebook page. They look amazing. So you want to check them out? DiceEnvy.com. Lots of different beautiful sets of dice to choose from. Subscription boxes too. So you can regularly look forward to dice in your mailbox every month. And if you follow the link in our show notes, we have a special link that you can go directly to Dice Envy through the link in our show notes. And when you purchase anything off their site using that link, then a portion of the proceeds comes to us and we will roll that back into the show for all of you. Get yourself a beautiful set of dice and support the show. It's just another way for you to support the show. DiceEnvy.com. Whenever you're running your games or just living your daily life and you're like, man, I could use a dragon's roar sound effect. Or you know what? To make work feel so much better, I could just be listening to the ambient sounds of battle, hearing those swords clash and all those people dying. That sounds really nice. Fear not, my friend. I have a solution for you. At BattleBards.com, where you can get yourself a Prime account, which allows you streaming access and sound editing tools, which will allow you to get those dragon sound effects and the battle sounds, and you can put them together. Dragons and battles and more. I mean, you can't go wrong. Even better, if you use our special code STACK, S-T-A-C-K, you can get 20% off on your Prime subscription. So, for all your sound needs, just go on down to BattleBards.com. Great. Thanks for the intros, guys. Make sure you catch us on our social media presences, Twitter and Instagram at StackOdice, email stack.o.dice at gmail.com. Check out our wiki. Once we hit our break after our live appearance in May, I'm going to be hitting that pretty hard, making sure that's more up to date and fleshed out. That's vardalon.fandom.com. Speaking of May... That's coming up real quick, May 18th at the Odenton Branch Library here in Maryland. There's going to be a lot of great stuff going on that day, starting, I think, at around 10 o'clock. It may be earlier, but starting at around 10, we're going to have all sorts of local businesses represented there. Third Eye Comics from Annapolis. There's going to be an art section. There's going to be getting tips on how to do really good cosplay. They'll even have a cosplay uh, uh, award uh, contest yeah contest it's gonna be some kind of star wars thing and there'll be a, a story time also and we will be there so we would love to get to meet you in person get to talk with you about the show questions you might have about DD. i mean it's it's going to be a lot of fun and bonus we're going to be able to record a live episode so that's going to be a lot of fun check it out may 18th at the odenton branch library here in maryland here's the question after this recording thane and i are really excited to get to try out a video game we just got if your character were to appear in a video game, what would your finishing move look like? Oh. Peter, why don't we start with you? I would teleport both myself and whoever I was finishing off to the top of that pillar. And what I would do is I would thunder uh, smite them into oblivion. All right. Michael. Uh, finishing move. A finishing move. So my finishing move would probably be... Um, Wamberbash darting towards somebody, probably, and then picking them up and then kind of like maybe ripping them apart, basically, or something like that. Like grabbing them, tipping them, and then just 
ripping them apart would be their finishing move. So wow. I'm thinking more of like the gruesome um, Mortal Kombat yep. type of finishing move. Where he's move. holding up the skull with the spine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because that's the sound your spine makes. Yeah, I'm like, that's a heart, honey. <laughs> Tira's last. Yeah. No, I actually have something. Oh, I'm going to be hemming and hawing for Hit half it. an hour. Well, I'm small, but I am mighty. Yeah. No, I mean, I think Tira's finishing move would just basically be maybe to swing her axe overhead and then <laughs> straight down the middle, cleave him in two. What would Thumps be? Would his be a come here with his tongue? Oh, hey, that's a good... <laughs> oh my goodness! He just like unleashes no. a scent that just kills him. <laughs> I, I could see him pulling out three arrows, putting them all oh, on his yes. bow, and just doing that, <laughs> and just having it hit top to bottom. Or yeah. like that awesome cover art for that one Robin Hood movie with uh, Russell Crowe. I don't, I forget who it was, but he just like has like seven arrows. Oh, that's on Gary the... Elwes. <laughs> oh, that's Robin, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Eight arrows. That was so. That was so CGI'd or, or like photoshopped or whatever. He yeah, just got like fourteen yeah, arrows in the string. That was pre CGI. Yeah, way pre CGI. Way pre CGI. Okay, great. Well, maybe you could pull out these finishing moves sometime soon. I'll, I'll <laughs> kind of need um teleportation powers though. Good luck with that. I did my finishing move when I killed that guy on top of the tower. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalon. Hello, stackers. I'm Rhett, the Dungeon Master for this 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. Thank you for joining us as we continue to trek our way through Vardalon and all the adventures that await us. With me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Womberbash Benson Mom. Thane as Peter Greyhawk. Last time, the party returned to the city of Tuonue in the country of Daohuin on the continent of Edlin in the world of Vardalon. As they approached the city, they were welcomed by first the general and then brought into town and they got to meet the governor. I guess Tira was looking for a way to figure out what to do next. And as part of that, thanks to a suggestion from Womberbash, she decided to try and use her abilities to call upon the stag. And in the Hall of Memories, a sacred place in the city, she felt a gentle touch on her shoulder and the stag was there to talk with her. Womberbash, Peter, and Thump all felt a calling to go to the same hall, and they have just entered the hall in time to see Tira cross-legged on the floor, face-to-face with the stag. And that's where we're going to pick up. Who's ready to tell a story? Me! Me! Achoo! <laughs> well, we walked in, so we don't know what's been said. Right. Um, and... Womberbash, I think, is going to kind of not run up, but kind of like just kind of waddle up to Tierra and say, is everything okay? Shh, sit down. I come in and also sit down. Thump sits next to me. No, he sits next to me. Have you asked him yet if we're on the right path or, or what? Just listen. It is good to see you again. It's been a while. It has indeed. You seem to have grown, each of you. I sense confusion. Yes. It just doesn't feel like... It feels like I've... It feels like we've lost our way a bit. 
so much has happened since we, well, since we last saw you, but certainly since we started off on this quest and things are starting to make less and less sense. I'm really happy to see you. I am glad to see you are all well and whole. It seems, and he looks around this room, that there has been much danger recently. While we have been apart, I have been studying ancient literature, old tomes. I have learned much of the world as it once was. These pillars that you have discovered, they are ancient fragments of gods, and I believe you know this already. Yes, we, we've discovered more or less the same thing. What I have also discovered is that unless they are activated, unless they are restored to their rightful position, their presence here on this world are causing the world to slowly fragment. They must be returned to their original places. But as you know, there are pieces of the good god and pieces of the evil god. You have returned one of the pieces of the good god to its rightful place. So wait, you're saying God is in singular, so there are only two gods? It has been difficult for me. Like you, Peter, I believe in many gods, but I have been forced to come to some conclusions through my studies. Things that do not sit well with me even now. But I believe that in the fracturing of the gods originally came many facets of their original personalities. And while I do not understand the complexities of it, I think the division of these divine beings is part of the cause of the many evils that are occurring in the world today. It all makes sense now. Peter just like lapses into like deep thought. We met this guy, Great Stag. I, his name is um, Antigone or something, and and I just he didn't know who you were. Like I, I, he seemed like he understood and knew magic, and he did magical things. Where did you meet him? He was on top of the pillar, and on and he, top of the pillar. Yes, this is news to you. What did he look like? He was uh, very nicely dressed, and he had a beard, and uh, he he carried a musical instrument. And and it. What kind of musical instrument? It was stringed. It was a harp. It when it rained, he didn't get wet, and he could fly, but not like me. I I have to turn into a bird, but but he he could f- fly just. He could just fly. I, I talked to him. He, he didn't give me any information. And I asked him about you, and he had no idea who you were. Antiphon. Yes. Antiphon, yes. He called himself a bard. One of the eight. One of the true bards. So you know him. Yes. But he doesn't know you. And there is a reason for that. The true bards fell asleep hundreds of maybe thousands of years before I ever was even born. Peter's having a strange 
having an interesting time trying to conceive the notion of the iron stag being born. He's always kind of thought of it as this, like... Eternal. Eternal being, like, since the deeps of time. He certainly has that feel about him, but from what he's telling you, it's obvious that he came significantly later. Now, was he always a stag? You don't know. So, I mean, are are we doing the right thing? Because it, it just, I don't know, it seemed, we didn't realize that this pillar would, would rise up and, and go into the sky, and and Antiphon was actually kind of mean. Are we on the right track? I must tell you, there was a split amongst the true bards, some who allied themselves with Varda, the good god, and others that allied themselves with Indatis. I've heard that before. The god of evil. We have heard that name. Punkalawakos. Yes. He said he was a servant of Endatis or something. He was a servant of the Reaver Mordant, whoever this was, who worked to bring about Endatis. I am still very unclear as to the details. It seems that those who are especially tied to Endatis feel that the ultimate destruction of this planet is the way to bring Indatus back to power without Varda. Is that what we're trying to accomplish? To stop the destruction of this entire planet? I fear so. How can the three of us do... How can the four of us accomplish that? (laughs) As I told you from the beginning, this is a heavy task. I am doing what I can in my own way to help make things easier, but I am afraid that our strength is limited. Through your adventures, I believe you have found those who want good to prevail, that you have met those with hearts that are true and pure. My mind goes back to Bakongo at this. Asimaris maybe flashes through your mind. Other people that have helped you. Chizik. The the good faces that you have seen through your adventure. Perhaps you cannot do this by yourselves. Perhaps a starting point is to find others of like mind and call them to action as well. This reaver, this representative, self-proclaimed representative of Indatis is raising armies on behalf of his own quest. Perhaps it is your turn to call others to action to bring about the resurrection of Varda. Peter's mind is already going into overdrive. He's he's starting he, so he's he's reviewing all the stuff that we've done. We we went to Sutherban and kind of set the capital on fire so we don't we can't really <laughs> we, we kind of burned it down we, kinda, we, kinda. We, i don't really think we can rely on these the arbanim for assistance well we didn't really start the fire it was always turning since the world's been burning, burning since the world's been <laughs> and then also uh we we went to abendale and we helped out there kind of warned them of the encroaching army so we can we can hope for help, at least from Vendelay. We don't know about the rest of Muwaka. And then also Tuanoi, we kind of saved the city from being completely captured. So we can probably get some numbers from here. But we'll need to really start going 
What about Moraga? We aren't really built up much of a name for ourselves there. You have found all of the sacred texts, yes? Uh, I was, believe so. We went to... There was one place that we did not go to. Oh, we have a fourth jewel to visit, don't yeah, we? Yeah, there's a fourth jewel to visit. Oh, Hang on. We, the, the things. Where's the poem that we got from Flenmore? Uh, I don't know. Are we missing one there? Oh, huh. my goodness. I think Tira had that one. I think I, she lost it. No. Peter. No, no. I, to Peter's mind comes the name Jarhamanad. Jarhamanad! In Rahashmanath. <laughs> so, we are in Dalhuin. Rahashmanath is just the island north okay. of us. I assume we're on the mainland of Tuanui, not the little island, or the little, little island. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect, but, I mean, should we be worrying about the other text when we know that these folks are heading to these big pillars and are trying to awake some bad, evil god? Well, like, there may be a crucial piece of information in that fourth one. What Is sorts it- of things have you learned in the text so far? We know that there are pillars. There's good ones and there's bad ones. How many? It eight, says eight. Eight, I'm going to assume if there are eight, if there are eight bards and they're each sent to find one. That is sensible. And how many pillars do you know of? We know of this one. We know of one in Trand. We know of one in Vontide. One in um, Kassara. Um, he pulls out his notes. <laughs> One in Creeping Jungles and Creeping Creatures. I've read a bit, and that I know that I only know of Kazaro for its for its jungles. So we know in Vontide and Muaka. So those are where two dark pillars are. There's two light ones in Kasara and Tran. So that gives us the location of four besides the one that we already know. So the other three we could probably find if we go to the Rahajmanoth using that logic. Is there a, is there a pillar between here and there? No. All right, I guess we have to go to that city and find the other text. So we just need to get a boat from here to Rahasmanoth as fast as possible. All right. But tomorrow, right? Because we need a long rest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wait, I have a question about these pillars. We didn't know that the pillar that we just sent back to its proper place we didn't know whether it was a light pillar or a dark pillar until after we had. It was covered in, in stone and, and, and crust Dross. of the earth and trees. I mean, we didn't know what it was. We had no idea of its being crystalline or anything like that until we had already done whatever was apparently necessary to free that pillar. How do we know when we get to a pillar? Are they all going to be like that? I mean, if they're all this ancient, they're all going to be covered. How do we know we're not going to accidentally uncover a dark tower? Well, here we know that it tells us... Out of game, yeah. I think it might be in your interest to go through the texts and write that, make a make a couple of lists and put what you know. That's probably the best way to make sense of this. Because right now, every time you want to remember something, you're having to scan through all the texts again. If you just break it down and make two lists, okay. then you'll then your characters will know. All so right. it says that, the, so the, the the ones that it talks about being good are in Kasara and in Trand. And then the two ones that it talks about being bad are in Muwaka and Vontide. So in that poem. In this poem. We definitely need the the fourth text from Jaharmanad. Yes. Jaharmanad. 
Great stag. Uh, I've, I've noticed that Peter can now use magic because of his stone, and, and I've been able to do some things because I have a stone. Uh, Tira has a stone, but, but I don't think she's been able to use it. Will she be able to use it in the future? The power of the stones is a mystery even to me. I can say that I knew the moment you activated the pillar. I felt off-balanced. I felt almost ill. Something about the fabric of this world was shifted when it ascended back into the heavens. I do not know what it portends, but I have a feeling that things will get worse before they get better. If that felt off-balance, does that mean that we must go and awaken one of these dark pillars to restore the balance? I do not know. I shudder to think what might happen, but we have so little information. A sudden noise sounds from behind you. I turn around. I do too. Uh, There is a servant coming in who bows respectfully at the doorway. You can see the dark silhouette and then continues to stand up, walk forward a few steps and bow as he approaches you. And when he finally gets to you, he prostrates himself on the floor and says, O great saviors of Tuonui, will you join us for a feast? We would be honored. Will you follow me? One moment, if you please. And Indeed. I turn back. Is the stag still there? No. <gasps> I was afraid that as soon as I said that, I thought, oh no, we're going to turn back and he's gone. The stag is no longer there and it's almost as if he never was. A sense of melancholy washes over you. I stand up dejectedly, and I I wait for everyone else to get up before going anywhere. The servant is still prostrate on the floor, and from his face-down position, you can hear him say, We are honored that you show our fallen such honor. He thinks that you've been in here just worshiping the altar. When Tira turns back around to see the stag has disappeared, all the air just sort of rushes out of her lungs. And she stands there for a few seconds, staring at the spot where he had been, with her you know, shoulders, you know, just that, that, that posture that you're in when your lungs deflate, and you're, it's almost like a slunge, a slouch. There's a faint smell of his breath in the air. And she feels a tightness in her throat. Forget Chizik, I'm shipping Tira and the And the stag. And the stag. <laughs> Ew. Bestiality. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so Tira is obviously dejected by the sudden departure. What are you thinking, Womberbash? I'm thinking about the food. Exactly, okay. Well, Womberbash. You can smell Thump kind of cycling through some food smells also. It's obvious he is ready for this. Where did, what, did Thump see the Iron Stag? Yes. Okay. We were all in there together. Oh, right, and he had seen him before right. uh, when the potion was made. As you are preparing to leave this hall to follow the servant, you hear another noise, and you can see Thump draw a breath, and he says, Hungry. What? Wait, did Thump just speak? Thump, did you just speak? There's no smell. No smell? Oh, all right. Keep your secrets. 
he looks at you. He, it's obvious he's following you. But then when he replays the last moment, he suddenly claps a hand over his mouth. You just spoke out loud. A, the wispy perfume smell fills the air. That's question mark. It's question mark. Have you been able to do that this whole time? There's no smell in the air. <laughs> Some, have you been conditioned not to speak? He cocks his head, lizard-like, and then shakes his head slowly. Yeah, because he wasn't never really, he wasn't, he wasn't a slave or anything. No, it might still be kind of a cultural thing. Why don't you all give me a perception check? Okay. Can I do it with advantage? Because <laughs> I thought I'd ask. Some. Sure. Bam. Wait, what? But only take one of them. Uh, yeah, the best one. The one that's to your left. <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't get it. 18. 13. Womberbash, you notice that the air around Thump seems a little bit lighter. It's almost as though a little bit of light is leaking out from underneath his scales. It's strange. It's hard to make sense of. It's almost like light is just leaking out from under his scales, but it's not enough to really make him glow. It's just a slight, almost imperceptible lightness about him. It's odd. Seems odd that Tira wouldn't notice that since she has better vision than these two. Yeah, but she's less intelligent than me. (laughs) My perception checks are always awful. I don't know why it is. Well, you're you're still pining, not pining, but you're still thinking about the stags. (laughs) Still pining for the stags. (laughs) stags. Still thinking, still thinking about the stags. Well, I was I was gonna say before, you know, that I was gonna interject that Peter or somebody has to like touch my arm, and and almost pull me along. Great, I'm doing Uh, that. So I wasn't look. Okay, I wasn't looking at. Well, I just been talking to him. Never mind. That's I'm, a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna say something. Uh, Thump, remind me to give you something when we get back to our rooms. Let's go eat. With that, you all leave, follow the servant, and you head back to your quarters. Make any last-minute preparations, Tira. You're still wearing your travel clothes, mm-hmm. so if you want to change into the clothes that have been laid out for you, I will. I'll, when I get up there, I, they're, they're just laid out. Yeah, I want you to describe those. It doesn't have to be particularly elaborate, <laughs> just colors and I assume it's going to look a lot like the clothes they put on. Right. Um, the colors that they, the color of the outer robe is kind of a lavender with like sky blue in, you know, whatever's woven through it as far as like decoration on the uh, trim uh, is kind of a sky blue color. So the, the overall effect, obviously, is very pastel. Um, and it's very different from what I'm used to as far as, you know, I'm used to brown and and very Work. functional. Yeah. Uh, and so I f- I'm feeling a, a, just a little bit conspicuous uh, and a little more feminine than I'm used to looking. But I certainly don't want to disrespect their offering and their feast. How about your hair? Are you doing anything special with that? I'm just going to f- take it down and brush, like comb through it and freshly plait it. Like the three mm-hmm. chunky braids down the middle. So they, they kind of cascade on top of each other down the back. So one from the top section, one from the middle and the bottom. And then they're kind of joined in cords down the back. Nice. Really nice. Okay, great. So you are all made ready. 
each of you in your individual attire, and the silk just feels marvelous next to your skin. And then you are led back to the governor's quarters, to the, I guess we'll call it city hall, for lack of a better term. You walk through the entrance hall where you stood earlier today, and you're led back into a dining room. And why don't we talk about this room, describe this room a bit. Why don't we start with Tira this time? <laughs> I'm imagining a large circular table, and the it's, it's almost in two pieces. The center piece, the, the, there's like a ring around the outside that's maybe... 18 inches deep all the way around and that stationary on and then the circle in the middle is like basically like a lazy susan is it, it raised a little bit from the rest or is it um no it's, it's pretty flush but you can see, i mean you can see the line yeah you know, gotcha, the, the gotcha. separation in there but it, it's flush with the rest of the table and it is and it turns and it's a low table and all around are just cushions excellent Indivi- like individual cushions set in a circle around the table excellent peter what's the next feature well there are a lot of uh red paper lamps just kind of hanging from the ceiling good i I meant to mention that it's evening time yeah and so uh outside is lit with a dim basically everything is kind of lit with a dim red glow that's very warm feeling very comforting um yeah excellent and bash you want to add anything yeah, so I notice as soon as we walk in that there are these three dudes sitting off to the side, and the one guy sort of up front behind the two other people directly behind him, um, he's sort of he's sitting down on the floor, but there's like this slightly raised table, and on it is like this musical instrument that's flat. Perfect. And I was going to mention music. It has several different um, strings on there. It's like about, I think, five strings on there, and then the two behind, the, the one guy behind him to his right has what looks like a, a round body and a long neck, and it has three strings, but this guy has like a bow that he's uh, uh, using with that one. And then the person next to him has this flat um, flat piece of wood that has strings across, but he's using two different like sticks, and he's hitting the, uh, the strings with, with two uh, sticks. And uh, it's a music I've never heard before. It's like a, a whiny type music. But it's, it sounds nice. It sounds nice. Great. As you all take your places, the governor comes last and then sits down and then the food begins to arrive. And it's just plate upon plate, steaming dumplings, piles of rice, more food. And it's just... Well, that was the point of the Lazy Susan in the middle is that everything is big bowls of everything. Yes. And it goes in the center and then it's just everyone turns it and it's just dish out. Exactly. So the servants bring that out and place it there mm-hmm. and then you are all free to serve yourselves whatever mm-hmm. you like in whatever quantities you like. The conversation, it's more than just you. There are basically the elite of Tuonue have been gathered here uh, to express their thanks and to just talk with you about how much your work with the army meant to them. And as the conversation goes on, uh, the general who is sitting near all four of you begins to ask you, you have delivered us from a great enemy. What will you do next? We know that this threat is widespread and we've been looking in two ways as to how to stop this. So, 
Our next move is to go to uh, Rahashmanath. There we, we hope to find the last piece in the proverbial puzzle, so that way we can start organizing a more a more widespread defense against these these black armies that march on us. A widespread defense? He strokes his chin. I hope to get as many nations, as many kingdoms on this as we can. If we could somehow amass a unified army, we could push back against these. They seem to be coming from the north. If Dauhin, Moraga... Muwaka and Setharaban and maybe even Rahasmanoth all unified, we could push forward together to help drive back this this threat. He's nodding in, in understanding as you lay out your idea here. There is a great and warlike people in the Sea of Grass to the north. How far north? There is a vast plain. We come from near those plains. They are a nomadic people. They are difficult to contact. We have long since given up hope of trying to establish relations with them. Perhaps if you could convince them, you would have a ready-made army. We'll certainly do our best to contact them, but the scope and scale of this evil that we're facing is so large i agree with peter we all need to be we all need to be vigilant and united in this um we were very impressed and very appreciative of the force that you have here in tuanue i highly recommend that that you keep your forces on the alert we vanquished one army of the enemy today I feel certain more are on their way. And we have received a summons from the Emperor of Dahuin. He is raising a nationwide army. And the very army with which you fought this morning will be joining that. We are to move northward, but beyond that I do not know. Would we be granted the opportunity to come meet with the Emperor? Peter, we gotta go somewhere else, man. I know, but if just, we can at least secure... Why don't you just ask the governor to do it on our behalf so we can leave? <laughs> what is Womberbash doing during all this boring Eating. conversation? And as a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to ask what this succulent meat is that has this uh, golden, glossy glaze on the outside. It's fantastic. It's, it's pork. It's called teriyaki chicken. Oh, it's pork. I love this glaze. Yeah. It's got a sweet and sour taste to it. Mm. <laughs> it's got pineapple and green pepper. And by the way, you have the <laughs> sauce like smeared across your face. It's all over the front of my, uh, my, uh, my robe. New silky clothes. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> this is good. Mm. You're already dipping into the guy next to you, <laughs> yeah. taking from his bowl. You gonna eat that? <laughs> you just spin the table toward you. Yeah. What does the emperor plan to do with this army that he's raising, other than just moving north? Do you know? It is my understanding that more enemy activity has been spotted in that area. Okay. We are doing our part to prevent them from doing harm to our country for sure. But perhaps we will be of aid to other countries too. Also, I apologize, but I don't believe me or my companions ever really got your name. I feel like that's necessary. 
me. Damn, why? No. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to use him to talk to the uh, damper. He's a telephone. Oh. Sangji. My name is Sangji. And, and I assume you already know our names. You already know our names. Yeah, right? we're the warriors of Tuanui. Savers of Tuanui. Everyone knows your name. We know that you and your forces will be an honor and a credit to your emperor. And when the time comes, we know that we can count on you. He bows to you. And even though he's seated, it has all the feeling of gravity and respect that you can muster. We will stay tonight in the accommodations that you have graciously provided us, but tomorrow we need to be on our way. There's much for us to accomplish and more for us to learn. You have delivered us. Perhaps you will be able to deliver others too. Oh, we know we can. We hope so. There is a sudden change in the music. It's almost like a fanfare. Hmm. And the governor stands, and everyone around the table stands too. I understand. Yeah, okay. And so we stand. I'm the last one to stand. <laughs> and, it, and it's kind of like jumbling. I, you know? I, I, yeah, I, I can see you sitting there staring at everyone. And then, oh, oh, oh. And then you get <laughs> yeah, up yeah, to yeah. The governor holds hands with the people next to him. And, and all around the circle, people reach out and grab hands. And the governor says, Saviors of Tuonue, we thank you for your assistance. It has been most timely. Will you please accept these gifts? And with that, the, uh, the musicians strike up again. And through the door, the door slides open with a flourish and a procession of people come in carrying little coffers, little chests. Oh my. It's a new car! <laughs> <laughs> and as they approach the table, uh, servants have already been clearing away food. They put these coffers down on the table and one by one they open the lids and with each lid that opens, there are gasps. And inside, the, the, the lamplight from the red lamps is shining, and it's just causing a glitter all over the room. So we're going to roll up some loot here. Why don't you hand me the DMG, please? Got you. Go ahead and get your dice ready. Meredith, why don't you roll 2d6? One, two. <laughs> there are 3,000 silver pieces. What? Michael, you're going to get a fun one. Uh, you may need to borrow Thane's dice. 6d6. Dude. 22? There are 2,200 gold pieces. <laughs> Thane, 3d6. <laughs> almost as good as rolling up for a guiding bolt. 13. There are 130 platinum pieces. Oh my goodness. And you want Thump to roll too? Yes. Okay. Uh, Electrum. Electrum is between gold and silver. Okay, what's, what's, what's above silver? I mean, above gold? Platinum. Platinum. Yes. Okay. Oh my goodness. There are two art pieces each of which is worth about 250 gold. Why don't you describe one of the pieces to me, Meredith? It's just a work of art. 
what does it look like? And Michael, you'd be thinking of the other. Um, hmm. <laughs> Maybe he should go first. Michael. So it looks as though um, it's about maybe 10 inches tall and about um, five inches wide and about three inches deep. It looks like it could be a large piece of a bone or a large piece of maybe a tusk or an antler of some kind, but that has been completely and utterly carved out into this scene of like mountains and trees and a waterfall and people uh, planting what looks like to be some type of a plant inside of watery ground. The, the, the intricacy of this carving on this white bone-like tusk material is something I've never, ever seen before. It is so intricate and so masterfully done that it's just, it's absolutely priceless. We just got this from some giant stag that was wandering out. We bagged him today. As a matter of fact, you just had him for dinner. <laughs> no. You like, <laughs> You realize that the, the ivory is very metallic, shall yeah. we say. Yeah, all right, Tara, you have a description of your art piece? I guess. So it's a, um, it's, it looks almost like a bud vase, kind of that size and shape. And at first glance, it looks incredibly simple. And then as she, as, as Tara examines it, first of all, it's of a, of a, a pale green, uh, but when she looks at it up close, I mean, there's there's variation in the color of the green. It's very subtle, almost marbling. It's swirls of, of light, almost white. It's so light green, and other places where it's, you know, uh, springy or minty, you know. And and the, so while the design of the actual object is very simple, it's clear that the material is incredibly rare. And smooth as glass. Perfect. Wow, but, really? <laughs> I know. Well, I, it's probably not called jade in this room. Sure, why not? It's called jade. They have gold, <laughs> gold pieces and silver pieces. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm well, surprised that we I have like a unified. I still to say jade. I'm just. I'm surprised that this world has a unified. Um, yeah, <laughs> global economy. Currency, currency system. Yeah. 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 This is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is this fantasy. Is <laughs> it's fantasy. It's the continent of Italy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so great. You have all this stuff. Uh, it's split between, let's say, four different coffers. Uh, is one person writing this down or are you splitting it? Or I have it all written I mean, we've down. We've all oh, written the same so, exact thing. Yeah. I, I thought she was holding the copper. I was holding the gold. He we was holding the... Or what did I you got get? silver. silver. 3,000 silver. Oh, I thought she was holding the silver. I was holding the gold. You were holding yeah. the what? Platinum. Thump, I'm holding the platinum. Thump has the art the object. Art. Okay, so we'll do it like that. Um, can you go ahead and write down on yeah. Thump's sheet? I don't have a pencil. <clears throat> all right, so with all that, the servants, once they've revealed it and everyone congratulates you and thanks you for your service, the servants close the coffers and they stand by expectantly waiting for you to go back to your quarters. As, I t as she takes me back, my attendant takes me back to my quarters, I'm going to ask her for more of those sweet, sticky buns that was at dinner, if she could bring me some, if there's any some left over. I know I ate all the rest of them that were on the table, but... 
She assures you that a plate will be sent to you post haste. Okay. Thank you. Room service. A, a, a thump. Come here real quickly. I, I, I wanted to give this for, to you for a long time, but look, here's one of the star stones that I picked up from where we found you. But I, I think this may help us, uh, and you may be able to use it. So here, take this. You're back in the quarters now? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm essentially in the hallway, essentially. Yeah. 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 He leans forward and peers at it and sniffs at it. And almost recoils, and he he shakes his head and holds up his hands in front of him. But but thump, I, this is this is this is the reason why I can do some of the things that I can do. You don't want to help us with this. He shakes his head emphatically. All right, I'll just wait till you sleep and there's, I'll shove it down your throat. There, there, <laughs> there's a brimstone smell coming off of him. Ooh. Um. Okay, I, I guess you don't have to take uh, it. I'll hold on to it for you in case you might want to use it. Is that the sulfur one? Yeah, sulfur. That's okay. That's danger. So maybe if he gets it, he it's dangerous. I don't know. If he gets it, he becomes dangerous. Everybody get Get dangerous. dangerous. Booyah! (laughs) All right. Um. So you all settle down. Uh. Do anything that you want to do. Anything you want to particularly do before you do. You want to talk about what your next step is. It sounds like you have two possible courses of action. One is a seaward approach to Rahajmanath. That's where you're going or the other one is uh possibly going up to try and talk to this oh by by way of that army yeah well seeing as how we lost our seafaring vessel it's now made into horses mm. <laughs> i mean yeah the, yeah, yeah but i'm yeah. but maybe the people of tuonui have some have some boats or something oh, yeah there's definitely there's definitely yeah. got to be port cities I yeah th- there should... was fish on the table tonight mm-hmm. i think we should get there as fast as possible so so and maybe come back by way of trying to find that yeah. army okay. we could we could either split up we could perceivably don't split the party. We could perceivably split the party. Two guys go to the north and try and reason with these nomad tribes, while the other two go to Rahajmanoth. Or we could go to one of the either. Sounds like you guys want to go to Rahajmanoth first, and then go and then just sail west into Moriga, where we can talk to these nomads. We really need to stick together. Very little good has ever happened when we ever split up, right? I don't know. Have you split up? Well, I mean, sometimes we've gotten separated. We've, we've never, like, I don't think we've intentionally split up to go do this. But I mean, like, we've, yeah. times we've gotten separated, bad stuff always happens. The one time he ran off by himself, he almost got himself killed. I did. When was that? I forget. Uh out of the 17 times you've almost got yourself killed, I think that was the third time. No, I'm just joking. Third Wait, time. Who went, wasn't it in the city when... He just ran when, off. Yeah, when when um, Rebek stole your stone, didn't you take off after him? And we were like having to stump along in your wake and be like, Peter, get back here. And, you and then we got this got huge... Ahead of no, 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 that was me. Yeah, that was him. You took off after And him? he yeah, almost yes. got himself killed. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, splitting up is bad. So it sounds like you're thought for now is when you get up in the morning you'll make sail for Rahajmanoth try and find the missing piece and then make your way back to the mainland and try and find this nomadic yes. people okay yes all right well you all bed down for the night you get the effects of a long rest yeah and i think we will save what happens next for the next episode no oh, i was thinking are we going to have are we going to have a dream or something I mean, not this time. Wamberbash brings up his iPod and <laughs> puts on the outfield. 
Yossi's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. All right. So I know, again, this is all story building episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not a whole lot of action, but I think it's important uh, that we reason through these things and Mm -hmm. figure out what your next steps are so that you approach it in a reasonable manner. I mean, we've had some pretty action-packed episodes recently, and so there's definitely processing time. Every time that happens, then we generally have one or two after that where it's just processing and what do we do next and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's all, all necessary stuff, good stuff. So for experience points, let's go ahead and uh, give you each one for the details that you've added through the game. One for each detail? <laughs> one for each syllable of the word you use to describe. Yeah. Yes. Nice. And I think that's about all I have to give. Because well, <sighs> we got treasure. You yeah, did get a did lot get of treasure. treasure yeah. We get points for listening attentively to the stack. <laughs> 53 experience points. Yeah. Let's see. Is it Norse Battle, Nana? Yeah, Norse Battle. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Peter needs to get some for him being the only one of us who really remembers what's going on. (laughs) Seriously, I I was going to say, man, it's a good thing we got this guy because I have no idea where we are, where we're going, what the name of this place is. So I think he should get something for... uh, for yeah, n- kind of knowing that the <laughs> for being the, able to carry on an intelligent conversation about with this the, place, yeah, yeah seriously, yeah. Why don't that. you take three? We would definitely be. Lo- I would be lost without. Yeah. Them. Good call. Good call. What about Thump speaking out loud? What was that all about? See, that's why I thought um, my first thought was that it's like a cultural thing. They've been trained. I don't want to say that's why it took me a second. I'm like, I don't want to say trained. He's not an animal. People are trained to do yeah, things. That's true. But uh um but because of him, like he said the word and then he covered his mouth almost like oh, I shouldn't have it, it seemed my interpretation of, of your face at least when you did that was almost like I shouldn't have you know, I'm not supposed to talk out loud or I should I should have, have said that. that. I, thought I should just, have said that. I should not have said that. I thought he just threw up in his mouth a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, something we gotta figure out what's going on with that. Like I'm one, my, I have two possibilities in mind there. So one, my my first one was either, well, actually, the first thing that occurred to me, I didn't say anything about it, was that as he's around us more and more, he's and, and as we're kind of like uncovering magic and the world is kind of changing around us as we're in it, he's like he just suddenly this ability just popped out, and so he went like that, like what in the world did I just do? Um, and then the other was just that it's a cultural thing that he's he, he's not supposed to speak out loud because of what his race is normally what is normally done with them, and they've been conditioned or trained not to ever vocalize. And he just slipped, and he's like, "Well, well I'll have him take two okay. for that." All right, any other nominations? All right, well, let's go ahead and get that recap. Thump is out of it. <laughs> And I have gone up an entire one point since last <laughs> game. So Tira is now 72 points into level 6. Wammer Bash is now 85 points into level 6. Peter Greathawk is now 72 points into level 6. Ooh, tied for second. And Thump is somewhere in the ether. Again, as always, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode. We hope you've enjoyed getting to know this part of the world a little bit better. 
and certainly the party's going to face some decisions coming up. Well, no. The party's got a new horizon that they're aiming for. It's going to be fun to explore a new corner of this world, and we hope to have you join us here again next time at Stack of Dice. Try speaking Chinese at work, and they're like, "You do?" Yeah, they say, "Uh, they say Dianghua." I'm like, "Dianghua, no, Dianghua, Dianghua, no, Dianghua, no, Dianghua, no, Dianghua." I don't Dianghua, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, "What? I'm saying it exactly the way you're saying it." Maybe you're getting the inflections wrong. What is Dianghua? Actually, let's 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 see. Um, Chinese. There's a fun scene in the movie <clears throat> Spanglish with Adam Sandler and Taya Leone, where uh, I forget who the who the maid is. They bring in. She's pretty. Yeah, she she is. Um, But they they bring her in and they're trying to introduce her to Taya Leone's character. And she says, my name is Flor. And she says, Flor? No, Flor. And so, I mean, it's obvious that Taya Leone's character is getting more and more frustrated. What am I getting wrong? Yeah. Flor. (laughs) No, Flor. All right, here, ready? Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to jack this up. Dianghua. Electric King? (laughs) Sounds like a band name. Dibs, you were obviously trying to say something at work. What was it you were trying to say? I was trying to say uh, Michael is awesome. They're like, (laughs) Look, it is telephone. Yeah. But also like, uh, oh, wait, no, it's da dianhua. So does the da make it the infinitive? Uh, Da means it's like something to do with your hands. All right, now I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to say it in, in Chinese, right? I'm gonna say it just like just like she did. Dianhua, baby. <laughs> you just gotta talk like that yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah. The, 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 what's your name? Ma Dianhua. <laughs> 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 <laughs>